Good morning, I'm Anna Palmer. And I'm Jake Sherman. And welcome to The Daily Punch. Brought to you by Punchbowl News. It's Friday, July 30th, 2021. Let's get into the mix. Here are your Washington headlines of the day. Number one, we've got the latest on what's happening in the House and Senate before the August recess. Number two, Amy Walter has a big new gig. And number three, Democratic Super PAC, Priorities USA, raised big money during the first half of 2021. All right, Jake, let's get into it. The big question on my mind, will we or will we not have a weekend this weekend? I don't know. I <laughs> guess I would. <laughs> it's not a very good crystal balling for me here this Friday yeah, I morning. Don't, I, don't, I don't know the answer to that. I mean, I, I guess what I would say is like, maybe. Um, I, I don't I don't know. I mean, so I guess let's just lay this out as we as we um as we should. So let's start with number one with the house, um, which has like been asleep. Uh, Brez will kill me for saying this, but has been asleep, I think, for the last like m- month or so. I don't think I've spent don't a lot of time. Don't tell that to Speaker Nancy Pelosi. <laughs> yeah, I know. She probably wouldn't be happy with that either. Um, but, you know, I-, I think they've kind of been like doing whatever for the last couple months. Um, but but in the last kind of day of this session here, they're trying to pass an eviction moratorium until December 31st. I, we didn't hear anything about this on the hill. I mean, we knew it was it was possible that they would do this, um, but they just brought it up yesterday, and they're trying to pass it. Everyone's pissed off. I mean, I, we spoke to AOC yesterday, uh, who was irate, and she's just like, "What is the administration doing? Like, wh- like they should have been on this months ago." And she represents a district, and frankly, a state um, where. Um, the eviction moratorium in a city like New York is incredibly important. She represents uh, one of what they call the outer boroughs, Queens, um, and uh, she was just all over this yesterday. I just, I just want to say one thing, though. I mean, I think the the key point here is they haven't been on it. And even if the House moves on this, it's not as if the Senate is going to support it. So it's unclear what the end game is. The Biden administration clearly feels like their hands are tied after a court ruling and only kind of recently has turned their attention to this massive issue when you also have big industry groups like the National Association of Realtors and others saying this extending the eviction moratorium is unsustainable. So, uh, you know, you have a lot of different (laughs) issues at play, and it seems as though they're really coming at this at the last minute. Yeah, and also... um the Republican, I mean, Republicans don't control any part of government, but I talked to Patrick McHenry yesterday who said something similar to AOC, but said they should pass the, his bill, which is which would provide um, money to people who owe rent, a similar kind of idea instead of instead of um, saying the eviction, saying, you know, extending the eviction moratorium. He said, well, why don't we just pass more money so people could pay back rent? So anyway, uh, a complete mess. I don't know if it's going to get passed today, but let's move on to the Senate. Uh, number one, they have a 11:30 a.m. vote on the motion to proceed to another bipartisan infrastructure bill. This should pass another legislative hurdle. But here's the the weird kicker here in a very Washington development that we don't actually have a bill yet. So <laughs> they're voting. They're still. But hey, voting. let's vote. Why not? They're you still know? voting on a bill that they don't have text of, and they were wrestling last night, and we were trying to chase this last night. There were some problems on broadband language, um, which you actually, I think, tipped us off to a couple of days ago. And we said, this can't be real uh, because this is like the core of the bill. I think there it was not 
broadband is not falling out of the bill as we had thought, but broadband was an issue yesterday. Um, uh, Marie Cantwell of the Commerce Committee uh, had some problems with the language that was struck by Susan Collins and Gene Shaheen, a Republican and a Democrat. It's $65 billion in broadband deployment. Um, that's a big line item. To be honest with you, in any bill, but sixty-five billion dollars, but like, there's not removing the broadband would would cause this to fail. I know the White House. I talked to the White House last yesterday afternoon or evening. They were very involved in this as well. Um, we've been told that these issues have been revol- resolved, but like you could tell if they're still, you know, messing around with language on the bill. I mean, you know, with with the with the substance on the bill, then they're not writing it yet, kind of, and um, uh, it remains a problem. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think the big other question that uh, I kicked off this whole podcast with was we don't know what the Senate schedule is going to be here over the weekend or really over the next few weeks. I think there's it's really unclear what the timeline is going to be for voting on this bipartisan infrastructure package, largely to your just most immediate point that we don't have bill text. Um, And so as much as Schumer is trying to push the chamber to take up this bill. They, he also wants it, them to take up the $3.5 trillion budget resolution once it's completed action on the bipartisan package. So I think a lot of people are forecasting, oh, maybe we'll be done the first week of August, but it doesn't seem that way to me. No, we will. I let, let me take it a step further, Anna. We won't be done the first week of August. The first week of August is now. Um, so if somebody thinks that they're going to be done this week, that, that I just I don't know what to tell you. You're, they're just not going to be done this week. Um, I would have to imagine we could take this. We could take this turn off the highway for a second here. Um, the if the if Congress spends if they get language like today and then they they on the infrastructure bill and they start debating it next week. Um, It'll take probably all week, and then they're going to move to the budget resolution, which is going to take another four days the week after. So, like, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I mean, we're at least going to be here for two more weeks in session. Um, like, I don't think there's a doubt about that. And then the other question is, does the does the House come back and try to pass the budget? And how hard is that? And all that stuff. So, you know, I just think that August is, I don't know if it's shot, but it's certainly, you know, we're certainly going to be around for a long time. All right, let's move on to the number two story of the morning. Amy Walter, she is taking over the Cook Political Report. Big news uh, in our world, certainly in the political forecasting world. I sat down yesterday in a virtual interview with her just talking about the magnitude of the decision. You know, she's been at the Cook Political Report since 1997. Uh, she's now going to be taking over as public the publication as publisher and editor replacing Charlie Cook who's retri- retiring after 40 years in the business so the publication will now be called the Cook Political Report with Amy Walter pretty big news here yeah I, Cook Political Report is like not IQ can't even say it's crucial it is it is like the cornerstone of much of the political um uh, handicapping business. And, uh, you know, that's great because it's, it's like, it's, it's, they, they are nonpartisan. Dave Wasserman is there. Um, Jessica Taylor's there. Amy's going to be leading it. I mean, Amy's incredibly talented, very, very, very well respected in the community. I, and, uh, will be, re- I'm remiss to, uh, I would be remiss to not mention she is a woman in an industry that is very, heavy on men um i would have to say that's probably right right anna yeah no it's a big deal in terms of just kind of the shifting of 
power and leadership here in Washington. And we're seeing that in other industries as well as women are rising up in the ranks. And actually, Amy and I talked pretty extensively about that and kind of her role mentoring a lot of women over the last 20 plus years. You can check out that on our YouTube page, but also is in Punchbowl News AM. Uh, Let's move on to the third story of the morning. Priorities USA, a top Democratic super PAC, raising $17.5 million in the first half of 2021 across its three entities. That is a pretty big sum. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it's a massive <laughs> sum. I don't know. I yeah. I mean, listen. It, it just become a joke how much money is in is in are in you know super packs and all this stuff. I mean, not a joke in a bad way. It's just like a. It's just amazing how much money is in this is in the political game right now. And if you are a um, if you it, it has diminished the. We've said this before, but it has diminished the um. The role of the party committees of the DNC of the RNC because these groups could if you're a political donor I mean you can give a million bucks to a super PAC and have a much bigger impact and by the way members of Congress can't specifically ask for the million dollars but they could do everything but make the official ask so if you're going to, if you're talking about congressional leadership fund or House Majority PAC like Nancy Pelosi or Kevin McCarthy could go into a room and say you know this isn't a great organ this is a great organization here's what they do and here's my friend here who could ask for the money so a much more efficient way i think a lot of members of the of the leadership have found to um to raise money all right before we let you go i have two big reminders one if you are a senior staffer on the hill uh and participate in the canvas we always hope so it is the last call to fill out this month's survey we have a cool new incentive we're sending free punchable news swag to all who complete the survey by 6 p.m don't miss out on your last chance to have your voice heard before the august recess and i just also want to note that jake and i will be interviewing cecilia rouse this morning she's chair of the council of economic advisors at 10 a.m. You can watch that online. Go to punchbowl.news and events, and you can click on that. Thank you so much for listening. We really appreciate it. Leave us a rating and review. You can also subscribe to Punchbowl News at punchbowl.news. Have a great day and stay safe.